And welcome to episode 249 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by my thievenous co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. And this week, we're coming at you with the large bean edition. We've upgraded the bean this time. I've got some 16 bean soup sitting in my fridge. There's a lot of beans. I thought you were going to say 16 bean computing. I, We've got I've bean stolen, processing. I've stolen, I've stolen got, Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine. <laughs> I got 16 gigabytes of beans in my... 16. He's got giga beans on it. I got a can of bushes right on my GPU. It's cooking. How else are you going to heat it up? I got the 3080 in there. It's a 320-watt card. <laughs> My uh, my computer is basically an air fryer. It's all the fans just push around that heat created by the GPU. <laughs> when I had my 2080 Ti in there with the radiator like right up on the block, right up on t- uh, pressed against the top fans, like it would get so hot the air above the fucking case. <laughs> the K- the KF console was onto something. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, they've done studies of this, and like. A, a higher end gaming PC is more efficient at heating your room than a space heater. Wow. Who needs save heat in the winter? You hear it here first, folks. Save heat in the winter by buying a like a really expensive gaming. I'm just yeah. I'm just imagining don't, don't buy that two hundred dollar <laughs> space heater. Plop down a cool one point five K on a gaming PC. <laughs> I just imagine some like less fortunate streamer in their apartment and they shut the heat off and they're like, all right, guys, I got to win this next Overwatch match or I freeze to death. <laughs> I got to click really hard. I'm setting these to ultra. Guys, I'm it's doing like the it. the little match girl, but the monitor goes out at the end. Yeah, she's selling <laughs> copies of Crisis 3. When it goes to bed, it just runs a really long benchmark test. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Superposition, 4K optimized, and go. <laughs> and of course, we're coming at you live, as always, from the Saturn Studs Flying Fortress. Somewhere oh, over the Atlantic. Somewhere over the Atlantic. Yeah, uh, this was, maybe this was the South best America? Indiana Jones movie they've made since The Last Crusade. Right? <laughs> this was, yeah, was the, wild. I, this might be that fourth Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, I mean, it's really should be. That seems like it, it would have been a lot better than if you had. I don't know. Don't hypothetically, like a... cast cast a, a movie where old Harrison Ford played Indiana Jones and he had a son played by Shia LaBeouf, and there were giant ants and people surviving nuclear explosions by hiding inside a lead-lined fridge. There was a crystal skull, but but Dan Aykroyd wasn't in it. There was no, you just, no you vodka. Deci- you would decide to not not cast him, even though he would be. Well, they didn't rub it. He would be the one who would give times. you all the information. They had, they well, they didn't rub the three, rub it three times. If they rubbed it three times, then Dan Aykroyd would pop out and say, "Where? What do you want?" Do you have to say Aykroyd, Aykroyd, Aykroyd? Is it like a Beetlejuice situation? <laughs> ah, Mr. Spielberg, you've called me. I uh, <laughs> I need to explain all the deep lore about this object. I don't know. I, I don't know if you know, audience, but um, 
I Peter learned in this moment that he can't differentiate between Barack Obama and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd gets into Congress. My fellow Americans, <laughs> I have My this crystal Amer- skull. I have brought to you this premium vodka in a cool bottle. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's been distilled through diamonds. Herkimer diamonds. Herkimer diamonds. Yeah. Herkimer fucking diamonds. This guy. They're probably no just one those can yellow explain industrial why, vodka. but they say it tastes better. Yeah, because you paid them to say that, you mm. dingus. <laughs> uh, of course, we are talking about Lupin the Third, the First. A movie title so so succinct that when I told my girlfriend what I was watching, her response was, what? what? <laughs> Lupin the Third, the First. You but it is, it is far from it. the first movie to feature Lupin the Third. No, this yes, is, they are actually coming up on 50 years this year, I believe. Good God. It's a lot of years. A lot of movies. Uh, some of which, only some of which are, are good. But we have an eye for picking out the the really good ones, and this one was yes. I I yes. like. We it. we've never reviewed a movie on this show that would be of poor quality or, or taste. No, we only review the best. We review the qu- finest quality specimens to get the best movie experience. Oh, well, we've got the- some specimens in our history. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but before we get into that masterpiece we got some trays to watch and uh we're back (coughs) 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 sorry i coughed so hard that i fucked up everything (laughs) i fucked up everything in the The world world. yeah the world went to shake what were you saying before i coughed so hard that it just tore reality into. Oh, I don't know. Something about trailers we gotta watch. Some wonderful what awaits us in the future. What we're definitely gonna review in the future. Um, what a wonderful trailer. We're probably gonna review at least one of these movies. Though now I am far less excited to do so than I was previously. Because oh, I forgot to watch one. Coming to America, trailer two, did not inspire a lot of confidence that this would be a worthy successor to the original yeah it's gonna do one of those things where like the first time we spent all our time in america and now we're gonna flip it reverse it twist slap it over on another sandwich and then you're gonna eat it but you're not gonna like it because it's probably gonna be bad yeah Um, so like it just i feel like they're trying to tell a story that I don't know, isn't going to lend itself to humor very well. Like, they bring, they go to America to find his son. Yeah. And they bring his son back to be his heir. But his daughter should be the heir. So that's going to be a thing. And then. But women can't be the king. No, that's of the law. Wakanda. But we're going to realize that that women are, are wonderful and, and progress it's is 100%, important. It's 100% going to get, like, changed to, like, um, be able to have like a queen and shit like that yeah like we can the ending like you know the ending now she's gonna end up as queen and everyone's just gonna be okay with that and then they're hopefully not gonna have a romantic entanglement between the uh, illegitimate son and the daughter (laughs) I oh god I hope not they're only half siblings it's okay you can only do that in Borat 
Uh, Alabama would be as long as you know. I just yeah. If as long as they find the humor, it'll be good. But the way you described it did not sound like they were trying to find the jokes. Yeah, they put in. There were some like topical references, like Leslie Jones is in this, by the way. So uh, that's a thing, and Mm -hmm. uh, she made reference to Wakanda and Eddie Murphy's like Wakanda is a fictional place Zamunda is a very real nation so there's a, there's, that's that's a joke Great. yeah that was probably joke. one of the better Funny jokes joke. in the trailer Funny. to be honest um who what's what's the the guy's fucking name uh Adam Cole baby oh, Michael Cole it's the other funny guy who's in this Arsenio the Hall no, no, not the Arsenio Hall. The guy who was like in a coma for a bit. He's better now. Who's in Thirty Rock? Oh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. I, I never. Wait, Tracy Morgan was in a coma. How did I miss this? This was a couple yeah, of years he was ago. Sick. Yeah, this is a long time ago. Um, but yeah. that's why he like wasn't in anything recently. This is like post Thirty Rock, but like he. I was in a coma. They canceled all I his. Couldn't projects. work. Yeah, yeah, it was actually Despite pretty bad. that, they still cast me in a movie. It was like 2018, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, he got like hit yeah, by somewhere. a by a 18-wheeler or something. Yeah, put, put into a coma and like was there for like a month or so. Yeah. Maybe it, it might have been like a medically induced coma, I too. I think it was. Yeah. But he came out and he was like, he was like not so great. He was like, he couldn't talk. He well, was like, one would think... Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he couldn't. Oh my god! He could barely talk before the accident. Let's be fair. Yeah. <laughs> As noted by this trailer, <laughs> he's still he's it, he's back to normal, which was not. Well, we we love Tracy Morgan. <laughs> he was a very pleasant, no, pleasant uh, surprise think, in Scoob as Captain Caveman. Like I, I can already <laughs> see like him him in this trailer just being a lot, like just the the comedy relief and like. Eddie Murphy kind of taking a back roll to that, maybe doing that's a, weird. The serious man, <laughs> there's kind a of character thing. that's comedy relief in this comedy <laughs> film. Yeah, because I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of comedy from anybody else, or there's going to be a lot of jokes that they try to hit and are going to fall flat, and they're going to try to like, because I can already see like the kids trying to relate to Gen Z, and be like, you don't know what TikTok is, Dad, huh? And all the old people are gonna be like, oh, "I was just looking at ads on Zillow." That. <laughs> I love grotesque. So, I want to see Eddie Murphy get addicted to jewels. Like they have, like they have, like their tobacco and whatever. He's like, "Hmm, is this what the is this the the American tobacco now?" Ooh, cotton candy flavored. Yeah, like his son is trying to like teach him about his culture, and he like shows him his jewels, his vape his tricks, <laughs> his his. He blows. He rips fat clouds with his like little industrial box of juice and batteries. My buddy Ethan has one of those uh, over-the-top vape pens, and it's like the overclocked it, ones. Yeah, it literally looks like a Nokia phone from like 2005. <laughs> That's the girth we're talking I would... about. Phone companies someone, tried so someone... hard to make their phones Wait. smaller and smaller so they wouldn't take up space in your pocket. Thinner and thinner. And then vape companies are just like, here, go back in time. Have a brick in your pocket. <laughs> I don't know why no one's made a bong shape like an old 80s cellular telephone. 
attaches like, there's to her. The, there's the thing, like, and the whole thing goes around here. That's my bong sound. I think that's a that's difficult right shape point. to work with. <laughs> I know. I know my bongs, and that's, that's what they sound like. <laughs> it's like Baymax. <laughs> but it'll literally. Hold on, I'm about to take this fat rip. <laughs> it sounds exactly like a man making that noise every time I do it, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah that's I, I hilarious. Know, this, this movie, it, it might be okay. It, it might be something to throw on, just, yeah. you know. It is, it's not something I'll be racing to watch. It is almost 40 years after the first one. So a bold choice to go for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they missed the mark by like a few years. <laughs> Maybe a couple decades past the yeah. uh, the window for that. Um, next up, we have Half Asleep Bruce Willis in his like eighth sci-fi action movie this year. So we called this. What did we call this before? Was this? Did we call this Bruce Willis and Alien? I think that was a different Maybe. movie. <laughs> I think yeah. I no. also think that was a different Bruce Willis. Yeah, I think this is like movie. Bruce Whoops. Willis is like ninth now. It, it increased since the last time I made the joke his ninth uh, sci-fi action movie that he's barely going to be in. They, they get him for like a no. day and a half of filming and they, they, they try to bang out the movie. I'm looking for the uh, what movies he's been in. Alright, here's Cosmic mm-hmm. Sin. Breach? Yes, yes, it was Breach. That was Bruce what Willis and Alien. What the fuck? That was in 2020. How many? He's like on the same set probably. And he's just like going to film Breach, and then he's just walking across the lot to like the other sci-fi set, using the same props. I thought this was the second trailer. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I can see how you guys oh, think you can that. Tell. You know, oh, trailer man. one makes it so ambiguous. <laughs> well, m- movie trailers has lied to us before. That, They've that just blatantly fair. lied to us. They've been like movie movie trailer one, but it's like released in the UK or the one we saw before was the UK version. We did get US. we did have a movie trailer one the same day a movie came out, so that that was a thing <laughs> that happened to us once. Uh, I don't know what to believe sometimes, and here I am thinking Bruce Willis. So that one was Alien, Bruce Willis. This is Blade this Runner, one Bruce is, Willis. <laughs> I was gonna say diehearted space, <laughs> but they're on Earth. It's just all cyberpunky. Or I think they're on Earth. Anyway. Yeah, and then the, I think there are also aliens in this one. Yeah, there are aliens the, in it. The best I can tell, the 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 big difference is that he's on the back of the poster. He's in the back of the poster now. He's not in the front of the poster. Uh, I know, but like he may not be the main character, but he's the main character. So uh, how many? more years is bruce willis gonna be able to do this isn't he like in his mid 60s he's gonna now? turn into um 1955 who's uh who's the guy who comes in who go and come into all the b movies and just like uh come in for like 65. five seconds and then leave he was he was Tom's Tom's festival, festival guy? guy yeah i'm trying to think of his name i'm gonna google tums festival guy and see what i get <laughs> It's probably going to be Jay. 
rich, uh, charred. Meanwhile, I'm gonna read all the the other five movies that he's fi- that he's working on. Yeah, there's right a now ton are... of stuff that's in post production for 2021 alone. Yeah, uh, we got Midnight in the Switchgrass. What what was the one Cosmason, that w- he was in the hospital with the, uh, with, the with the killer or whatever? He was a cop, and suspect was in the hospital. Oh, that was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Oh, if you look up, um, fuck, what space war? Trauma I'm trying to remember all these terrible movies we've watched. You remember the one where the blast hard cheese stunk oh, McChunkin? Um, space mutiny. He was in space mutiny. He was in that. Yeah, I've I've got I've got a lead. I'm I'm okay investigating. Um. Now. I'll I'll read out the other two of the five films that he's doing that Bruce Willis is Cameron doing. Mitchell. Uh, Cameron Mitchell. There you go. Um, so Bruce Willis may become Cameron Mitchell eventually after he's done filming Out of Death and American Siege, which I I'm I'm fed up. I'm FedEx with all these movies where it's just American something, <laughs> American movie, American Siege, American Beauty. American Pie. I'm just an American man. Dude, I I don't know. He's like, well, he his 2020 really ramped up too, or 2019 rather. 2019 was when he like ramped he, up and started well, being in everything. He had his regular slate of three pay the bills movies, which it looks like that's his. He's he's really th- work three movies a year kind of a guy, uh, but he also had to make he also had to be in glass so i think they roped him as the studio is doing to doing lego movie 2 <laughs> they're like all right we'll give you a nicer deal than most actors because you make so much crap you don't have to do a full cheesy movie to make the movie that you want to be in you're just going to be a cameo in that one yeah i forgot some of these are probably cameos well, I'm, I think he's already like there. Movie. I think he's already at the stage in his career where he just does a bunch of B movies. He's like a tier above Steve Seagal because mm-hmm. he other people are casting him. He doesn't have to make his own movies like Steve Seagal does. <laughs> wait, is um, wait, McLean McLean was announced. That's another. We're making another Die Hard movie. Jesus. Sure are. That's great. Isn't it? That's great. I'm. I'm glad. Isn't it just the best? Didn't you have enough after That's Die Hard Six? I know. I. This didn't. is Die Hard. They're all Die Hard to me. <laughs> what the? I'm and they have Bruce Willis tell- in it, I'm- and he's like in action scenario in Die Hard. That's Die, die hard. hard to me. I'm looking at his television cam- his television performances. He was on Friends. Huh. Yeah, he was I mean on, in three episodes of Friends. The Sixth Sense he, came I guess out he did. during that run, so I'm sure he was mm-hmm. promoting a move that movie or, or there because he was known for that movie. He was in that seventy show as Vic for I guess an episode. Yeah. I guess that was probably a small part. Yeah, just the guest star. So he was in the nineteen ninety six series Bruno the Kid as Bruno the Kid. I love the notes here. It says thirty six episodes. 
also executive producer. <laughs> I have no idea what Bruno the Kid is about. So this this look. came across my my feed the other day, um, and I forgot to watch it, but what? I just watched it now, and I, I don't know it. It's whatever. Uh, Pacific Rim. We were just talking about it last week. We wanted it back. We're tell- hoping for oh, yeah. it. Pacific Rim gets blacked. And uh, it's now officially... A, oh, Pacific Rim job is now on blacked.com. And we always have been... We've been waiting for this for a while. And Netflix is going to put it out. Yep. Now, I jest, but this is a, um animated movie called Pacific Rim, The Black. It's either a movie or a series. I'm, I'm not sure. I couldn't tell. Um, and it's all animated. It's similar animation to if you saw the Godzilla. Do we watch the Godzilla movies? Uh, you mean the Netflix Godzilla movies? Yeah. No. Yeah. We those, said no. Those were strange. It's, those had weird. It's kind of like um, I, I guess Dragon Prince. They were like, this is fine. Dragon Prince is fine. Uh, where they make it 3D, but then they cut the frame rate. Yeah. Because they they don't they can't do tweens that well, I guess. Um, and Jake and I, having watched the the work of Studio Orange and Kurt, having watched this 3D movie <laughs> this week, um, there's not much excuse now. You can you can have it all. Yeah. Uh, even in TV, uh, this one doesn't have it. It's so. You know what remember this reminds how... me of? Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna date you? myself. Do you remember? Spider-Man, the new animated series that aired on MTV in 2003. Yes, so yes. Reminds me of I, that. I, 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 I can recall it. But yeah, so this movie seems like it, it follows, um, uh, I think this is a brother and sister duo um, who are waiting for their parents to get back or something. And they are they going to be like the and, last yeah. brother and sister duo we saw in the Netflix original animated series where they have a threesome with a vampire i hope so fuck what was this castlevania ah yes yes that third season of castlevania went off the rails peter i got i I forget who is the brother and sister they were just the japanese (laughs) vampire hunters that showed up oh right the kinky keiko twins yeah Yeah. they like fucked him and then tried to kill him afterwards and then he killed them they like tied Mm -hmm. him to the bed and put their heads meanwhile the the priest boy signs a fucking he signs a BDSM contract gets gets becomes like a witch he becomes like a a vampire sex slave yeah it's it is, shit's weird yeah why does this happen <laughs> so why? Pacific Rim the Black has has this brother and sister and they just stumble across a, a giant uh, Jaeger big and they big robot oh they learn how to pilot it and they they fight some they found first some gear their quirky their, ai partner robot car and there's i want to say no charm yeah i don't i think it's going to be a really bland movie <clears throat> it's it's uh, it's, it's like, like a lot of netflix stuff where like in theory you know there's nothing wrong with it but there's nothing distinct about it you know like, yeah. there's been a lot of these, like, anime-looking Netflix original things that I've noticed popping up. There's one that held my interest for, like, three seconds of the trailer before I realized that it was, like, a zombie apocalypse anime, but it had, like, Greek mythology elements in it. Mm-hmm. And, it and then the ones that are worth watch, 
Oh, I think I know. I think I know which one you're talking yeah. about. It's like a, it's like Zeus yeah. or something. Because I've, I've been playing a lot so. of Hades. I'm like, oh, I'm on a Greek mythology kick here. Anime style art. Let's check it out. And I'm like, oh, no. This is going to have very little to do with Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, and the, the stuff that people are actually interested in, they're not going to say. They're going to hide it. Yeah. Uh, like Bee and Puppy Cat, Lazy in Space. Now, that one. It's gonna be prime material, but it's not coming out till I don't know when, and I'm she sure they're not gonna fucking announce it. When when it comes out, Jake, we're gonna binge that shit. She-Ra, Princess of Power. That's what people really want to watch. My girlfriend loves it, so there's a market for it. <laughs> it's it's for and the uh, the capital F fans, as Peter calls them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Code Lyoko. Jesus Christ. What a time. What a time to be alive. Uh, what else we got? Um, phobias. The oh, Scarecrow. Yeah, oh, Phobus. Scarecrow origin story. Not actually, but much yeah. Probably. Yeah, right. Seriously. Um, uh, yeah, they, they, they used fear as a weapon, I guess, as, as the, the, the mm-hmm. primary focus of this movie. And they hook them up to a machine somehow, and they, I don't know, extract their fear juices. It's like all you need to know about uses... this movie is that there are yeah. five <laughs> directors. Jeez. That makes sense. And this as a consequence, like it feels I'm... like there's two different movies happening in this trailer. They said, we thought we should have each director direct a certain portion of it, 20% of the movie. And then we're just going to splice it together and see it's what like happens. It's like the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Let's give three different directors. <laughs> Let's let them each make one and mm-hmm. then not have them talk about it with each other. <laughs> Blindfold yeah. them first. Send them down the path. See where they end up. This looks like a game. This looks like the movie version of a game that someone made in Source where, like, the hub world is you strapped to a chair in like a in a like doctor's like facility, ops, and then the levels the are entirely di- disconnected, yeah. and they're like you know simulator levels, and every the controls are janky because they're just they're just source controls. Uh, yeah, so I'm not really sure what goes on here. I it, it, the trailer wasn't really clear on what it was trying to accomplish towards the end, uh, but. I'm getting kind of the vibe that like it's gonna turn out like a cabin in the woods, where like when they try to escape, they accidentally release like the fear weapon into the wild, and uh, it actually screws over a lot of innocent people somehow. I don't know. This is just my pure speculation on like the few different ideas of movies that there are nowadays and with those few seconds of speculation i feel like you've put more thought into this movie than any of the five directors did yeah that's all i have to say about phobus 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 runs on martian time okay that's actually the last thing i have to say about (laughs) phobus Motion day is 23 and a half hours. Oh, thank you for putting that in the movie. Really needed to know that. It was was, was crucial to the story. Oh, yeah, they call them souls, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, 
21 souls then. 21 souls. 24 chromosomes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Sense. It's it's balanced, really. Bonus chromosome oh, and doom energy. It's doom 24 chromosome. And I guess instead of making them, you know, differently able to turn them into demons. Which is doom maybe guy. maybe a, a uh, political statement. I don't know. <laughs> is that a jab to doom guy? Doom guy doom guy's got that uh differently abled strength yeah that's why he's able to do the things he does uh, uh, we're politically correct here on the, the follow-up we don't use What's words this? that are dated and offensive to people who may not understand what offensive is i'll tell you what offensive is wooden posts in front of your house that's offenses what am i high Kurt got I, it yeah i, Kurt I, knows I got what's it up. Dude, no i he, got him just sometimes <laughs> sometimes you tell you say things i don't things need anyone to, me, to laugh like i just need you to acknowledge my existence i have to fight for every second in this world if i don't get someone to notice me every hour i disappear like back to the future notice me senpai Sometimes, Peter, you say things that make me think I'm high. And I, I, like I actually that. am high. I'm glad I can be I the drugs in your it. life, Jake. I mean, no, I, I'm a professional. I would never, ever be high or drunk during a podcast. That's unprofessional. Never. <laughs> never happened before. Um, Excuse me one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to, like, do a skit. Where, like every time someone like takes a, a rip from the prop bomb bong, it's just Peter's like fucking voice track of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow up oh, domestic twenty twenty one weekend five five of fifty two. Where is the time gone? We're almost a man. We're flying through twenty twenty one. Um. Yeah. It's just. It's so much less exhausting, the news cycle now. Mm-hmm. Well, once you get out of January, too, because January is just like the Monday of the year. In January, we had just, man, shenanigan after shenanigan. Shenanigan. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, right around the 20th of January, I feel like it just got a lot less. Ugh. Yeah, right around that time? Yeah. Everything was like a lot less uh, stressful. Yeah, weird. I, wonder, I was checking wonder Twitter a lot less. Happened. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Twitter was a lot less <laughs> awful. I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, the number one movie in America this week is uh, The Little Things, pulling in $4.7 million, despite also releasing on HBO Max simultaneously. So. They're not hurting movie oh, theater figures it. too much, it would seem. Yep. Yep. Um, it also, they pulled that one off. by process of elimination, happens to be our spotlight film of the week. And this is going to be an interesting spotlight because I've actually seen this movie. So I can offer my own insight. I, too, can be a real reviewer of real reviewer traits. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> um, but I'm sure the studio is not as excited by the critical reception of the little things uh the movie has scored a 47 percent on rotten tomatoes 
6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 54% on Metacritic, and a paltry 68% of Google users like this movie. It is a neo-noir thriller starring Denzel Washington, Remy Malik, and Jared Leto. Um, it is a... Honestly, a stacked cast. It is a good cast, but the pacing and editing, really bad. And it's it's a very pale ripoff of David Fincher's Seven. Um, which, if you want to watch a neo-noir movie, just, just watch, like, Seven. It's also on HBO Max. It's a lot better. It's it's about the same length. So just, just watch the better movie. <laughs> you won't, won't be losing out. Um, yeah, you're not going to miss anything. But apparently it's already been nominated for a Golden Globe for Jared Leto. Yeah, okay. Jared Leto, his performance as the uh, really creepy appliance repair guy pair guy um is probably the only thing worth actually seeing in this movie and um when we watched the trailer peter and jake were kind of in the camp that they thought denzel washington was the serial killer i'm like nah man it's, it's gotta be jared leto um none of us were right <laughs> oh um skip ahead about a minute to avoid spoilers for the little things um so like they don't find the killer uh oh it, it's revealed That's... that denzel washington accidentally killed someone in the past and people helped them cover it up and then remy mm. malik's character accidentally kills jared leto and then denzel washington no. helps him cover him up and then the movie ends Wow, great. And we're we're back. Spoiler free, unless some of these other reviews have spoilers. Wow, my lights and monitor just flickered. Or maybe my I went Ooh. blind for like a second. Did you, did you try to hit your face of God? It usually restarts. <laughs> Progressive man. Oh, oh that uh, man has a PhD. Um <laughs> But you've heard from me. You've heard from the professional critics but now let's hear from some imdb users who always have very well thought out rational and balanced views on things um i will start off with rad eye cal engineering two eyes and radical the little things 10 out of 10 underrated by critics great movie february 3rd 2021 the movie makes you think hard about what is your personal limit to what's right and what's wrong. Denzel is the main attraction. The minutiae of his facial expressions and delivery of simple lines is flawless. Jared Leto's portrayal of Albert Sparma is incredible when paired with Denzel. His walk, the prosthetics, and delayed speech with comedy show his tradecraft and leave the viewers fearing just as the director wants that is one sentence with no punctuation whatsoever uh remy remy malik is getting a lot of hate however his character is supposed to be a hotshot young gun who is still very influential so being silent and asking simple questions is all very common 
along with shock for this character assumed novice but impressive status. The movie is great and rewatchable. People are tripping out over Remy Malik, but given a fair chance, it's a great movie with a great ensemble. 11 out of 10 found that helpful, if you choose to believe that. Wow. Should you choose to believe? Well, my dad, my dad. Uh, reviewed this, uh, and he said it was a 1 out of 10 because this is definitely written by my dad and not B44169. B44169. B44. <laughs> 1 out of 10, written and directed by a committee of knuckleheads. It starts out okay, then it gets boring, then it gets unbelievable, and then it gets stupid. Uh, that's spelled with two O's instead of a U. Right on. It's fucking gold. It's a contender for the film worse than Wonder Woman 84 award. (laughs) 13 out of 21 found that helpful. I found Um, it very helpful. I don't know that I would go that far. (laughs) I I identify with this review. I identify with its energy. This might be my new identity is this review. Committee and Knuckleheads did it for me. Sent me over the edge. Uh, and then I've got one. Five out of ten from JG58. Just no. I really wanted to give it a three just to bring in the overall score down. Everyone take a shot at home. But then I thought of some of the actual three movies. I guess three is in three star movies. Uh, if you look up slow in the dictionary, there's little things. Denzel looking old and fat. Rami, Rami looking his creepy self, and Jared playing a psycho that suddenly turned stupid. The only action was in the flashbacks. Even the police work didn't measure up to most TV detective shows. Kept waiting for something to happen, but the only things that happened were totally illogical. I kept saying to the screen, don't do that. What's wrong with you? And the ending? Wasn't. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with those that found some message. You almost have to have a message to keep from turning it off for lack of plausibility. I'm a big Denzel fan, but damn. Six out of ten. Yeah, that's... I I agree with the man. It just feels right. Pretty accurate. Um, Next up, we got Fleck. Now, get ready for this fucking area code phone number here. I think country code 05 for... (laughs) Eight five two zero eight nine eight one. You know, someone give that a call and see who picks up. Um, the little things. Twenty twenty one. Nine out of ten. Script was wit- written in the nineties. People saying it copies this movie or that movie. The script was written in the nineties. It didn't copy any movie made in the last twenty five years. While I was able to call the last scene, it was because the characters were so well defined that the last scene made perfect <laughs> sense. I'm sorry. Uh, this movie does not tie everything up in a neat little bow. It's messy, and you might find yourself thinking about this story for a while. A little dark. Actors were a bit mumbly with quick edits, but I liked it a lot. Two out of five found it helpful. Um, that does not make perfect sense. But I just, I just out there. So apparently, the the opening to this movie wasn't wasn't that wasn't that great because the most helpful comment. 
uh, honorary mention was the worst opening ever. It's very short. I'll read it real quick. <clears throat> in what world does a person just pull over and leave their car on abandoned highway because someone is chasing them? That's the most absurd decision I've ever seen. And I'm two minutes into the movie. Honorable mention. Because 139 people agreed with that. They were like, yeah. yeah no, it was, it was stupid. <laughs> but the actual one out of ten I wanted to talk about was from Tales of of ordinary dudeness. I hate it. I hate this name because it makes it too many F's and too many O's. Tales of ordinary dudeness. One out of ten, he says, disjointed, uncompelling, quote, content. I think they just released an unfinished or previously shelved film because the studios and their corporate financiers have no new content to sell us during the time of pandemic and lockdowns. No one involved in the making of this film can possibly be proud of the finished product. It's like they just edited together the scenes from an unfinished film and tried to make a linear plot out of random just disjointed bits. The dialogue is bad. Bad! <laughs> it does nothing to help us understand the ellipses plot. <laughs> the characters draw zero emotional response, zero empathy or identifying traits, no backstory flushed out enough to make the audience care who they are or how they connected to each other or to the ellipses plot. <laughs> And not in some aloof, coy, art house way. <laughs> not even in an, in an so bad you can laugh at it sort of way. Just in a way that the added disjointedness of this disjointed, unthoughtful, poorly planned film. How did this get released? 67 out of 103 found that apple. He used disjointed so many times. And film... <laughs> Film. <laughs> this man has is mad. He's so male. Mad. And then I think I saved this one just because it feels like it just is all encompassing. Uh, Mr. White triple zeros five out of ten review. <sighs> it's little things, Jimmy. You really need a bet. You really need to be a bad storyteller to cast Denzel Washington. Jared Leto and Rami Malek and still be able to make a boring movie. 304 out of 335 found that it's one concise. helpful. It's concise. Concise. <laughs> Alright, so that's the little things. Number two, The Crude's well, New Age, up 1.2% in 25 more theaters in its 10th week. Oof. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 holds on to the number three spot, down 18%, 1.3 million. The Marksman cratered down 38% to 1.25 million in its third week. Monster Hunter in its seventh week is down to $735,000 in fifth place. Sixth place News of the World, $542,000 down 31% and leaving some theaters in sixth week. Promising Young Woman down to 265k. 33% drop off there. Uh, Fatale down 45.4%. Good enough for 8th place. $217,000. And our favorite, the 
the longest reigning top 10 movie in the history of the follow-up. And number nine, The War of Grandpa. And it's 17th week. Oh, my God. 17 weeks. I think weeks. there's just... I think there's just only eight, like ten, nine movies that exist, and and it's that one is just it has to pick up the slack for for theaters just to stay open or something. They're like you need to show ten movies every week. One hundred forty one thousand like, dollars. Five. It's like the cheapest on the war one. Grandpa five hundred and twenty five theaters are running this, and it's up from last week. Eighteen more theaters added it <laughs> in week seventeen. <laughs> I think that's the funniest part is that like there's 18 theaters out there who are just like, hey, you know what we haven't brought to our people yet? Worth Grandpa. <laughs> Let's get that out here. Like I hear that's funny. It is the year. It is the year 2021. <laughs> we live in there a society. Is on, the world is under lockdown. This movie has been out and the war with Grandpa for 17 weeks, on. and it's only made $19 million domestically. Well, hey, uh, don't forget about our good friend Cumplay. Uh, we've been out for 14 weeks. Yeah, that's been, that's, it's getting up there. It's getting, it's getting close. Up there in age, but that hasn't stayed in the top 10, like War of Grandpa. Yeah, yeah Cumplay Com- has been, been in and out of 10. Yeah, it needs to re it needs to reinsert itself into the top ten. Yeah, yeah, it needs to shoot up there. Well, that's that's the follow up. <laughs> shoot up there with company. That's 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 how we're gonna end that segment with those words. Yep, we're done. That's it. Next segment, please. We got waiter. Next segment. We got some gaming news for everybody, and. Uh, some big news this week, actually, from a different, a few different fronts. Uh, first up, the big story is we got the big reveal trailer for Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It looks great. Uh, we also got a lot of information about it. It's going to have all the DLC. They've confirmed that there will be 4K and 21 by 9 support. So that's a good, a good chunk of what I wanted on my checklist. They just have to. Uh, confirm that there will be native controller support on the PC version and that it will support high refresh rates, although I'm not sure that that's going to be the case because they have stated that this is being done on the Unreal 3 engine, which is what the games originally announced or released on. So rather than remaking the game, they've they've polished up the textures and, and added in some some other things um which Mm -hmm. is is fine i'm not sure what exactly the capabilities of unreal 3 are if they've tweaked the physics i think part of the issue with high frame rates was the physics was tied to the frame rate so you could hack it to like 120 fps but then like it would break certain things bethesda games have the same issue um (laughs) Ah, and they're they're bastions of technical stability Um, but they did confirm that one DLC will be missing from the package, and that is the Pinnacle Station DLC, which, honestly, not a great loss. It's, I think, the most skippable DLC in the series. It's just some combat trials, and then you win an apartment where you can get some some gear and look at a, look at a lovely matte painting out the window. 
Um, but the reason <laughs> is kind of comical, I guess, is the original game files for the DLC were not properly backed up, and now the data has become corrupted in the intervening years. So that is why Pinnacle Station will not make the cut. You goobers. But uh, I'm excited. All right, well, some model, yeah. some model put we it have, in. We have a, uh, a release date as well. Previously, it was rumored to be releasing in March. Unfortunately, that is not the case. It will release May 14th on uh, Xbox One, PS4, 5, Series, S and X, and um, PC. So that's exciting. We're, we're excited about that. Um, Google is ending first-party development on Stadia. So a year-ish, two years after launching Stadia, they are uh, pulling out of making their own games for it, setting the large cost of first-party development, oh, yeah. which makes sense. I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah, they hadn't really come out with like, anything. Uh, I no, think so I was like, I, I, it's not really that big of a thing. It's honestly, yeah, I mean, like you said, they, they do like jump around different programs for a while but i was hoping that stadia was going to be something that they stick with and it appears that they are well they're not they're shutting really down stadia that. yet no, they're not but and i don't think they uh, will i don't know they google is known I, to pull the plug on things i think so google pulls a plug on things that they haven't released yet google glass was a real product that they had released hardly i uh, who the fuck had a google glass enough people to go to market apparently <laughs> i i don't even know if it was ever on market that's a lie it's fake news <laughs> shut up cnn um <laughs> no, i i don't know I, stadia just seems a little bit too out there now i mean my it, it's more i know somebody with the stadia <laughs> i mean my, my cousin has it and he says he, he he likes it he says it's fine he says no no comparable thing to pc obviously but you know like if you're on an airplane or something like that and you have access to wi-fi or something or if you're like oh, in a yeah, hotel sure room you have access to wi-fi uh i'm sure the gaming experience on airplane wi-fi would be just perfect i don't know where he was playing <laughs> it looked like he was playing it on an airplane but i could be wrong but you know he's traveling a lot so you know even even if you're like in a hotel room I think it'd be Wi-Fi has been okay in hotels. So here's a, an interesting to to. Uh, list of some of the things Google has pulled the the plug on here. Uh, Project I know the one thing I was disappointed in was a uh, Project yeah, Aura. Yeah, that's I think that's Aura. one here. Uh, Google Nexus. Yeah. Um, Google Reader, Google Talk, Chromecast Audio. Yeah, that was one that I had actually bought that they pulled the <laughs> plug on. Um, yeah. inbox by Gmail, <laughs> Google Play editions. I, I guess Google. it depends on uh the sales that they they're doing. Um, how well how well it's doing sales. I don't. Yeah, I don't have those figures, but I don't know. I don't. I personally don't know anyone who has Stadia or was even all that interested in it when it was announced. Yeah. Google Now. That's another one they killed. Um. Some of these I don't even remember. Jesus. 
Oh, Picasso. You guys remember Picasso when that was something that... No. Oh, Picasso. Oh, I remember my like old yeah, school like computers every, having Picasso programs. Every, every school had one teacher that like was like, no, you don't make a presentation with oh, PowerPoint. Yeah. You make it with Picasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, when I think of that, I think of like Prezi. That's the new version of that. That's the new... Don't make it on PowerPoint. Make it on Prezi. Yeah. Maybe I'm conflating the two. So the the the, re- the, the other reason why I think Stadia is going to last is there are there's tech behind Stadia that Google doesn't own that's going to make it better. So like when 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 better internet gets rolled out to people, when people have access to better internet and faster speeds, um, then and then you're going to have more people who will have better access to this or will get a good response out of this. Um, and maybe it's not for like the U S markets. So I'm, I'm thinking of this as like, I think of India when I think of Stadia, to be honest, um, where people may not have enough money or may not have the resources to get a whole gaming setup or anything like that, but they can get like a subscription service to like Google Stadia because their area just got Wi-Fi and got like reliable speeds, and now they can game. And I, you saw that a lot with like access to cheaper mobile phones and um, internet access. You saw a lot of like India light up with uh, playing like esports and yeah. PUBG I, Mobile. I, I just I don't. There's been a lot of these streaming game services. Some of them work better than Stadia, and none of them have really caught on to the point where I think it's a long-term sustainable thing. And with Google's track record on this sort of thing, I could see Stadia being phased out in a year or two. Quietly, sunset. I'll, I'll eat my lunch if it does, um, and I'll come up with some way where I'm, I'm right. You yeah like do you own stock in Stadia? Because <laughs> every time we bring yeah. it up, you you defend it rather adamantly. Dollar sign Stadia. <laughs> I believe in the little guy, Hold man. With what your can diamond I say? hands. I believe in the little guy. Stop trying to short Google. <laughs> um, speaking of the little guy, to... Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO of Amazon, which is not in itself gaming news. However, the new Amazon CEO has come out and publicly pledged his support for Amazon's game division. Uh, so despite not making anything worth anything, um, he's he's a believer that they're going to turn things around. In unrelated news, crypto, kryptonite sales just skyrocket. Probably unrelated. Superman doesn't have to worry. Jeff Bezos is definitely not Lex Luthor. I thought you meant like Kryptonite is in like some sort of web service or some some product. I'm like, I heard is this crypt- like, was like this scandal with Jeff Dogecoin. Uh, no, but I this is like Carbonite, like the storage service. <laughs> and we're talking about cryptocurrency. Uh, I did see that Elon Musk tweeted out last night at like late. I don't. Know, I got the notification really late, so I don't know if he actually tweeted out at like midnight, but he said much wow very like and then i checked the the prices on dogecoin and it like it did spike again and i'm just like fucking stop he tweeted out dogecoin and it jumped up like a hundred percent 
I don't I don't to trust like cryptocurrencies. Cents. I don't trust any money that doesn't have like something somewhat tangible backing it. Like our American Well that's dollar. based on our GDP. There's something backing it. Yeah, you you guessing. Okay. I get I get what you're meaning. But like cryptocurrency just... is the ultimate fiat currency. It has value because enough people agree that it has value, but there's nothing like backing it. Which is weird because it is a technically a finite resource. I guess. You know, yeah. they like pop up enough. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't understand it. I don't trust it. <laughs> the US dollar should be based on cryptocurrency. Change my mind. Yes. I like being told in the middle of dinner that my my meal will now cost thirty thousand dollars. Like all right, uh waiter, can I wait five minutes another five minutes? Can you give me another five minutes on the check? Yeah, sure. Come back up. All right, that'll be twenty cents. <laughs> be sure to leave a tip. I'm making and losing thousands of dollars as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of lot of corporate news uh, here. Gearbox has been purchased by Embracer Group for one point three seven billion dollars. Um, they are still going to work with two K to support. Borderlands, mm. but outside of that, it's a brave new world for Gearbox. They are no longer an independent studio; they are owned Gearbox. by I think the same conglomerate that purchased THQ. It's scary. One point three seven billion dollars—that's a big deal. Billion dollars for, and now Gearbox. they get to make the now for Infinite Borderlands sequels. Well, they might run into a rights Border... issue with two K over that. So that'll be interesting. They'll make the no. They'll they'll do a collab and they'll make the Borderlands. Uh, what's the like the Overwatch? What's the name of that kind of game? The Hero Shooter. Team Moba. Oh, oh yeah, Hero Shooter. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Team Moba. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Moba, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, IKEA and Asus. ROG oh. are teaming up to release a line of gaming furniture. We can finally play Skyrim as it was intended on the fridge. <laughs> we can now have Skyrim for optimized for the fridge. So, um, Asus, or not, yeah, IKEA across Asus gaming furniture uh, includes a couple of chairs. Um, a desk that has some sort of power uh, baked into it and uh, some accessories that don't exactly scream gaming to me. I thought you were going to say Ikea was like teaming up to make like a, a gaming PC. I would... You have, to, you have to assemble it yourself if the instructions are all in Swedish. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there, there's some concept images here. It's, uh, you know, it's it is it is what it is. It's uh, regular IKEA furniture with some gaming it's, it's accents, the table, and gaming branding. That's probably going to cost like ten percent more than uh, almost the exact same shit from the regular IKEA catalog. Yeah, there's no. This is even bad as a as like a gaming desk because there's no drawers on well, it. You have to buy the chest of drawers separately that has a little 
attachment to hang your headphones on. Or kids. And has or you go to the office space or the, the staples and you get the three-tiered plastic shelving bin <laughs> and you use that. Yeah, I should I should get Solved. a couple of those myself, actually. I could use that. Use some more storage of my desk area. I have mine, but it's it it is now purely for holding like sub shop and Taco Bell receipts. <laughs> I look at that. So it's that proving it's worth. Holder, and I'm just like, wow, I use a command hook for mine and I'm just like, it works fine. I just Yeah, it's fine. Except for my apartment doesn't let me use command hooks. They'll let me nail in the walls, but I can't use command hooks. What the fuck? Use them I know, right? How, like they don't come by and they're like no that no shit. adhesives on the walls. You can't adhes- adhere stuff to the walls. You can nail stuff but in. There'd be like no residue left, so like you'd never get caught. Have they heard of command strips? Do they know it's twenty twenty one? Or not like the like 70s my apartment using, complex um, technically doesn't allow pets, but everyone has a oh, fucking pet. Sticky tack. <laughs> Y'all remember sticky tack? Oh yes, I do. I do remember sticky tack. It was in every every, every classroom. classroom. That was you the just, move. You, you, they had like the cinder block, and there'd be like some wedge in the corner, and you would dig that yeah. out, and you just like roll it between your fingers for oh, instead yeah. of paying attention to anything the teacher sticky. said. Fuck yes. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking about about like mid-century school architecture and how janky that could be sometimes. Cinder blocks everywhere. We had a big gym. We had a big gym at the top. There were cinder blocks, but they were turned sideways, I think, to maybe dampen sound or something. But when you have open cinder block openings at the top of the wall in the gym, tennis balls. No chance. <laughs> There's just... it. It's lo- it's low income housing for tennis balls. <laughs> oh Jesus! Section eight tennis ball housing, which, which sucks. The real issues. The rest of the fucking wall was great. It's a I mean it's a white painted brick wall that's you just play wall ball on it. That shit's fantastic. Yeah. That got me through many summers summer camps. Wall ball. Summer camp wall ball is fucking amazing, especially when you can get. When you have enough of a daring crowd to do a bean ball, where or I guess it's burn ball, but beam I like the term bean ball better. Where, so in regular wall ball, you get someone out by throwing the ball at the wall instead of, uh, or to before they can touch the wall if they commit a foul. Yeah, if it touches. But in burn ball, you can hit them with the ball, and considering you use a tennis ball or sometimes a lacrosse ball. You can really just you can fucking you can peg them. We we used to. Speaking of pegging, <laughs> have you seen the new trailer for Resident Evil Village? Oh, no, I have. So the internet got weird again. Got no weird. surprise because there's already big big vampire mommy milkers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Resident Evil, the village, or village, uh, there's a new bad guy that was released in the trailer that came out the other day, Um, and uh, it is Lady Dimitrescu, Mm -hmm. and uh, she is nine foot six inches. Oh, are we? Oh, so we're just talking about. I I thought we'd already talked about this. I thought there was new development. Well, yeah, the height confirmation is the new development. The uh... 
uh, okay. character designer. Wait, did this come out last week? I feel like it's been well, out for like a little the, bit. Yeah, so the trailer... The with, trailer where she opens the, girl, the door and she's fucking yeah, towering like, over you no and people are like, sure, oh, he has to yeah, no one's sure. No one was sure how tall exactly she was, but everyone was losing their mind over it. And then the character they designer... They want her to step on her. The character designer mm-hmm. confirmed her height this week and it led Hell to yeah, another explosion of it's even better than we thought. Art. She's a tall giantess the... and she is ready to step on our necks. And I love it. Man, Resident Evil just like confirming all my new kinks. It's crazy. I gotta see if there's a there's a Steven Universe clip. That I gotta find. There's it's a Steven Universe related to what we're talking about. Yes. Good. So I, I I'll just describe it. I'll I'll find it later because I gotta go search him. But so the main the Steven's dad is Greg, right? And his mom is is Rose Quartz, and Rose Quartz is a large a large person. Um. So when they do a flashback to him meeting her, like he he meets his he talks to his buddy in the uh, in his van. He's like. Oh, Man, Vince or whatever his name was, I'm in love. And he's like, "How big was she? Six feet, seven feet, six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch." Um, yeah. So that's that's that. That's gaming news. Um. So yeah, Lupin the Third the First is basically an Indiana Jones movie. It even has Nazi bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> With really nice CG. Yeah, it uh, it was paced a lot a... better than uh, Catheter Cagliostro. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Why not care? <laughs> I don't want there to be pain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Like, I don't have any objections with it. I, uh, I recognized the scene in the trailer, and I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense in context." Nifty. When he was like jumping through yeah, the tunnel, because that was in the yeah, trailer of yeah. like no context. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" But I have to say this. Okay, if someone like Lupin existed and was that like athletically gifted to be able to have that kind of body control, why would they bother being a thief? You could like sign with. A professional sports league and legitimately make millions of yeah. dollars every year without yeah. the risk of easily being shot or crushed <laughs> in a black hole or something like that. it just doesn't seem like a very sound career move it, it's in his blood man decisions. it's in his blood his, his father did it his, his grandfather did it before him the first lupin did it was, yeah which are lupin which... I only the, learned uh, like a couple years ago when I was Lupin. starting to watch this kind of stuff was Arsene Lupin. Is it was it like an old silent movie character? Yes, we've, and that's why that's where he got the idea. Is like the the famous French Arsene Lupin. This is grandkid. His grandson went to Japan and befriended a fucking some scummy scruff face and a samurai. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> and the English dub of this movie, as Peter warned us, is just tiny bit out of sync with the off. the lips. Uh, you get used to it because they put their I... fucking they put their ankles into the animation for the mouth and the faces. So yeah, it was like so a lot of work was done there. <laughs> the the one thing I I've, I kind of realized with this almost immediately, 
So I was, I was wondering why I don't like dubbed live action movies. Um, because, and I, I don't like them because it's, uh, the, the, it doesn't sound like they're, 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 it doesn't look like they're saying the words that they're looking because it's not syncing up with their mouth movements. And also it comes out differently in live action, but, um, they had the same issue here with, um, with the 3d animation as compared to like normal anime when dubbed because you can kind of like cheat the mouth movements a little bit because they're just opening and moving they don't yeah, have it's the a same flap, not necessarily uh, like yeah when i you can see it like i when i form certain words my jaw will move forward or backward depending upon what noise i'm about to make my yeah. lips will be in a different position and to the credit of the animators they paid a lot of attention to detail and replicated those movements very well for the original Japanese audio, yeah, I think I think that that is a testament, definitely to the to the animation, to the how how good a quality it is, uh, to where the mouth movements for everybody is just so in sync with what they're saying, mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's solid. Yeah, so it was it was a challenge to I, I'm it's certainly a challenge to get the English voices to try and line up, but they did their damnedest because they. For the fans, for fans of the series, they were hyped for this that they brought back for the English dub the part two gang. Um, most two two most notable were uh, Tony Oliver playing Lupin and then Richard Epcar playing Jigen. And if you've ever seen any of the part two dub, I you will understand why people go nuts over that shit because they basically did a ghost stories dub of it. Oh, where it's just all because the comedy. part two came out like in the in the seventies like right before the 80s so it's pretty old but the the dub came out in the 90s right so they just fucking they just hammed it all up it was it was a fucking yeah i mean compared to the bad dub of catheter cagliostro that we endured on netflix uh the voice acting was much better it it suited the characters a lot a lot neater Mm -hmm. i felt yeah um i almost don't feel a need to go over the story it is it is an indiana jones yeah, story so there's a MacGuffin. there's a map the treasure that the nazis want but lupin and girl who was related to nazi guy adopted grand prince the the classic lupin princess which he's never like i want to get you he's like no I want to be like your cool uncle. Yeah, I want to teach you some life make, lessons. Teach you some life lessons and help you get into school. Uh, she wants to be an archaeologist yeah. and go to Boston University. Uh, yeah, Boston was apparently best archaeology I, in the a, world. It's a good school. I wouldn't doubt that they have a good archaeology program. Um, but she got the Nazis she to got help. The Nazis her. to help her in yeah, there. Yeah, she worked for the Nazis. Um, yeah, so they, they it's a map to a super weapon. That can create black holes mm-hmm. and, you know, standard Lupin hijinks, jumping through lasers, like Catherine Zeta-Jones and Entrapment, and um, <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. beneath the lasers. It has it has all your classic tropes. Impersonating got, um, Hitler. It, you know, all, all the all the classic <laughs> cliched played out tropes. <laughs> He just straight du- he just straight dunked on the conspiracy theories. He's like, yeah, he debunked it right here. Lupin debunked the the Hitler Hitler living in South America. 
He's like, no, no, you idiot. He died a long time ago. Was it, was, he died MI, in MI6 or whoever. Uh, Interpol. Interpol was, uh, we, released that photo pot. to, uh, to fish honey out Hitler, little, yeah. little Nazi boys like you. You fell for the bait. Nerd. 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 Um, so, yeah, a lot of this, it's it's not a action-packed movie, I wouldn't say, in terms of action scenes. There's a couple of ones at the beginning to hook yeah, you, right? There's, there's the chase there's scene, and then there's the car chase, chase scenes, scene. And, you know, like, booby trap evasion sort of dealios. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, an action movie by any stretch of the right. imagination, but compared to which is some other, like, anime movies from, like, Ghibli or... Yeah, I mean, Miyazaki movies, because mm-hmm. Cagliostra was also a Miyazaki movie. A lot more happens yeah. uh, in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that that's fine with me, because, again, um, where I think they were able to flex the most, like, the, you know, in, in terms of animation, like, textures the and hair. effects and all that stuff is very nice. With- with the it's all very good, but yeah, yeah, face and hair at the end where he's... is where they can really be like, yeah, guys, yeah, we're good, we know our shit. So having the dialogue scenes with the again the these incredibly expressive characters, where every single emotion is on their face, is was really nice, and you get a lot of scenes where they're just talking with each other about stuff, and <laughs> the actors get to do their thing, the animators get to do their thing, and the one guy who did the model for Fujiko gets to be promoted head of rule 34. <laughs> Good God. Jesus. I can only imagine. Yeah. You didn't have to imagine. She was right there. She's on the screen. It was, it was very in your face. And like, Oh, oh I didn't like that. When change. she's in the, uh, don't do it in the plane. And she changes into more, something more sensible. She still has boots with like a six-inch stiletto heel on them. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's gonna help you fly that plane. <laughs> and you know the convenient coincidences where the plane just happens to pass by as they're falling, with no real hope for escape. Oh yeah. Oh, oh she knew. That was that was a. Uh... I would call it a little stretch, but that was fine. Oh, like, yeah, like, that's, um, you, you do that to advance yeah. the plot. It's a cliche, it's improbable, but it's in enough movies where you're like, sure. That's not the craziest thing you're going to the... ask me to believe in this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> they ended that sequence with one of the best reaction shifts of all time, where he's falling, he's like, catch me! And they just swerve out of the way. <laughs> right, he's about to fall into the yeah. car. Like, nope. You guess him. <laughs> Just eat dirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a good movie. Yeah, I thought thought it was um, well paced. Uh, Very kept me entertained. It was and an easy was... watch. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't yeah, overstay it its watch. welcome, which is nice. It was yep. a tight 90, 95 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know yeah. the characters were we're fine like this they're the characters they yeah, don't the story isn't too much. like it's it's a it's a it's a serial it, it draws the same inspiration from indiana jones where it's like something you would see in a in a serial 
back in, in, in yeah. like the 40s or, or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they have the, Mag- the MacGuffin, the super weapon, and they outsmart the bad guys, and everyone lives happily ever after. She goes to college, um, and they literally boat off into the sunset. He's like, no, don't, don't join me on thief adventures, you doofus. You need to go and get an education. I'm trying to get something else. I don't know. Like, I don't know where Lupin is, cause he doesn't. I don't know if he likes Fujiko. I don't know if he likes anybody except for for the thrill, the thrill of the the steel. You know, oh. he's steel sexual. He, yeah, he's uh, a <laughs> thief he's sexual. A, he gets his arousal. From, from theft and being in near-death situations. <laughs> well, I also think, Clinical. like, he, he kind of sees the writing on the wall. Like, anybody who he tries to hook up with, like, like that girl, they'd probably, like, want him to, like, leave thieving by the wayside. And he's like, I'm not... I ain't about that. I'm, I'm in the game. Give, give it all up for a girl. I ain't about Sorry. that life. <laughs> and I'm not going to take advantage of you because I'm a nice guy. Lupin the good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the characters were very expressive. Just... Uh, the animation was really good, and everything else is just easy to digest. Yeah, story I, goo. I highly recommend this movie on the grounds that there's no reason to not watch this unless you are a Nazi. Which if case, you don't want to this channel, like I, could, I could say, um, like, I could see being hesitant to uh watch it like where you have to pay for it like to rent it like if you're unsure about it mm. i don't know that i would i don't know how much it costs to rent it but if you're like really it was like on five the bucks. fence and you only have a passing curiosity wait for it to hit an hbo max or netflix or whatever where you could watch it with no additional investment uh if you have <laughs> More than a passing curiosity, I would say it's worth five bucks to watch. Yeah, if you're undecided, make this your next movie. Yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, you could do a lot worse. There's a lot worse shit out there. Yeah, and if if you want something different that that's not your normal anime and that's like has, mm-hmm. and that's good quality, that's fantastic quality, I should say. Yeah, uh, this is also good because it's like if you're not into anime. Try this. Yeah, the the better. And so I think that, this is might where we're going. And then, when you watch this, now you can be elitist to all the other 3D anime. Yeah. When we exactly. watch, they go and watch Earwig and the Witch, and like, oh my gosh, it's in 3D, and you're like, no, this sucks. Funny this you mentioned that movie because <laughs> as soon as I finished this movie, guess what popped up in my recommended for you on my Google TV Chromecast? Earwig and the Witch. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. This looks. <laughs> This looks bad. I'm not gonna watch a 3D movie by Hayao Miyazaki's failed son. <laughs> his fail, his disowned son. Do you hear he came back out of retirement again? He's like, yes, I'm, Miyazaki, I'm back on yeah. the grind because I'm gonna yeah, literally like, just turn into. I'm gonna just like my brain is going to melt out of my ears if I don't do work until the yeah. day I die. He's That's like, how... retirement is too boring. I want to make one more movie. Make another he... one. Does Japan have old people homes? Do they have retirement um, homes? No, they have I'm, their children. And they take. Care or is it just is it just dojos out in the woods? I could make a fa- I could make a very uncouth joke here, but I'm not going to. But I want you to know that I thought <laughs> <Dojo>. of it. <laughs> Thank you, all of you. 
and fuck Dungeons Logan Paul. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just Dojo's out in the woods. Is that where That's Mr. what Cobra Miyagi Kai is? taught me. <laughs> <laughs> that and Toyona executives Toyota. wander around Okinawa. <laughs> Dorona. Oh. So Fair yes, enough. if and and the last thing, if you like if you like animation, you're about the, the mechanics of it, um, then holy shit. Holy shit, go watch this. Um Lupin's always been Lupin's always been a magnet for like uh it's one of those things that any any director or any artist can kind of just put their mark on it. It's very blank you know. canvas. It's like, oh yeah, here's this thief, but like his stories have never been bound by thieving. Like, did he even mm-hmm. steal anything in Castle Cagliostro? I don't know. The hearts um, of, of of the girl, maybe. The hearts of the young ladies. <laughs> That's the real theft. There's so much content out there. There's five five series, not five like seasons, five series, which are multiple seasons each. Um, which has basically been continuous since like like 1965 or some shit like that up to today. So there is an incredible amount of content. Um, yeah. The other one, the next one I'm planning to watch is so Takeshi Koike, the guy who made Redline Jake. Yeah, uh, I think he worked on one of the recent Lupin movies. Oh, cool! So it's one of the 2D ones. So 2D. I might be going to that because. <laughs> Now we're elitist. No. Now I, I actually, only watch actually, 3D. I think I, I still prefer 2D. This this looks a lot better than like Code Lyoko era 3D anime. <laughs> For sure. Dude, they can't even fucking compare no, this like no Code Lyoko. Oh, Kurt, have you ever seen Berserk 2016? Um, I don't know if it was 2016 but i did see the berserk and like it i had a jimmy neutron brain blast moment here that was it was a touchstone all the way back to the beginning of the show when we talked about pacific rim the black and that one of the berserk movies had the same sort of like half frame rate yes that might just be the tv series the 2016 tv series was was like they, it was one of the first big attempts for them to try making a 3D anime. And, oh God. Yeah, I just looked up screenshots of it, and it was like... It's bad. There's, they are yeah, Blender I, rigged models. They Yeah, this is like... Uh, yeah. Like in, in, in a cutscene, dialogue cutscene in the Dragon Ball Fighters story mode where they like move and you have to hit X to advance the dialogue for them to like continue speaking. And it just looks really awkward how they move and stop dead. Cause that's all the animation that was there. Um, yeah, this isn't even the worst of it that I've seen. Like it can get really, it, you, you got even worse than this. So this came out and everyone's like, okay, CG anime sucks. What the hell? Well, I'm, I'm not going to put my money into this. And then, and then uh, my my baby, my Husky, came out in 20, 2017, 20, I think it was 2017, um, maybe 2018. They're like, no, it can be good. You just have to not be a 
a chode about it. Um, and and the the story came from it's gone from there, and now we're gonna have B Star season two. Hell yeah! Can't yeah. wait. Um, so I, I this it grew on me. Like it was still awkward for the first like ten minutes for me. Like it still looked wrong, mm-hmm. but it, it it like much like Spider Verse, where I had the same reaction in the trailer. It it, it it's grown on me. Where it's like yes, this is its own unique aesthetic yep. that I can deal with treat yo folk tv <laughs> by this movie yeah this was a this was All a right. good good movie nothing really yep. remarkable it's not going to change your worldview it's not going to make you a better or worse person for having watched it um you may or may not be awarded points uh god will have <laughs> mercy on your soul um <laughs> yeah it's it's fine go watch it so um that's gonna wrap up this episode here if you enjoy our show please the the least you can do to support us is to just leave us well first off subscribe on your podcatcher of choice so you don't miss any new episodes second if your podcatcher of choice allows for interviews or not interviews, reviews, Jesus. Um, please leave us a good review. <laughs> and if you do, we might interview yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Get in touch with us. We'll we'll book you on a future show. <laughs> um we won't contact you at all before we'll go into it cold. We'll have no idea what you're gonna say. We'll have no questions prepared. <laughs> just sit there awkwardly for 25 minutes so yeah uh, if you are inclined to support us financially there's a donation link in the description of each and every episode uh but there you are under no obligation to do that uh you can subscribe or follow our twitch channel uh twitch tv at saturn studs we stream pretty much every saturday and some other days too uh 8 p.m eastern on saturdays we are continuing hades last we we made it pretty far into i think we're at sticks with the in the middle of a run so we'll we'll see if we can defeat hades uh tonight and then decide whether or not we want to play something else before going back to defeating hades do you want to continue do you want said, to do go, you on? go on um so that's uh be on the lookout for that tonight and then that i believe is everything we'll be doing our shitty avengers part two uh in march so you have that to look forward to you want to subscribe to to catch that or and go back to the archives which you can find on sarahsdoes.com which also has links to our social media and other projects you can go into the archives and listen to the first shitty avengers miniseries which featured such classics as supersonic man and puma man and inframan puma man and of course Argo Man. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Oh, that was the one, right? Where, like, if you jump off this platform, like, the trap's going to engage. And he jumps off, and it sure enough engages. And, like, in one fluid motion, he jumps off, does a spin move, and jumps back (laughs) off. Like, did you you not believe her? (laughs) I just had to know. 
right. So we will find more of that. Yes, shit. we already have a a, a great um, lineup uh, established here. We'll we'll pare it down to, uh, I guess four, and do it through the month of March, and then the first episode of April we'll uh, map out, or maybe the last episode of the Avengers will map out how uh, Shitty Avengers Two would come together, as I believe we did that for Shitty Avengers One. <sighs> Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you'll get a treatment that you can steal and submit to a major studio that can spend years trying to acquire the rights <laughs> to all these characters. And then in 2045, when we're old and, and still doing this show, <laughs> it's phase phase 25 we'll, of Marvel. We'll look at it and be like, "Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> this this collection of characters seems oddly familiar." <clears throat> Wait, I could only be so proud. I could only be so proud. Some proud boys out here. <laughs> and on that bombshell. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>